Hello, all, and welcome to another exciting podcast of The Faith Awakens. This is episode 32. I am Father Tom Hennon, the university chaplain here at St. Ambrose University, and joined as I am each week for this awesome podcast by my co host, Megan Grady. Um, yeah, student. I always mess up my title. Yeah, you're still a student. Peer, peer campus minister, um, resident nervous wreck right now (laughs) yeah so um you know we never know when people are listening to the podcast uh Mm -hmm. we only know when we record it and i can tell you we're both kind of like everybody probably today a little bit of a a ball of nerves because today is the day after election day that we're recording this and it's uh three o'clock in the afternoon when we're recording this and at least definitively we don't have a result yet and we know votes are still being counted and so there's all that kind of anxiety that has been sitting out there for the last year or so that is still like (laughs) thick in the air um as we speak and as we wait for all of this to happen so um, so when you listen to this after the fact, you'll remember that moment, right? You, you'll know yeah. how you felt that day after the election, <laughs> after a very uh, tense and in some ways bitter election. So um, I thought we could start with that, actually, Meg, mm-hmm. today is just talking a little bit about that. I um, was saying I went to bed last night about 10 o'clock figuring, and I was listening to, I listened to NPR, and my, my friends that are like probably really on the right would say, oh, you, you know, they're, they're too far left or something like that. Like, I don't know if they are or not. Everything I read says they're pretty well in the middle, and I like that they don't yell at each other. Yeah, so, I agree. Um, and I don't have a TV either, so that means radio um, mm-hmm. usually is my way of getting news and things like that. So I listened to NPR, and so I was listening to them last night, and after a certain while, I kind of thought, well, I probably know about as much as I'm going to know before tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. I'm just turning it off and I'm going to bed. I just resolved I'm going to bed. And I'm really glad I did because um, when I got up this morning, there still wasn't a result. (laughs) And I found out I wouldn't have learned that much more. And I probably would have been a lot more nervous if I'd stayed up till one or two or three. I agree. It would have just like ramped up the anxiety. So so I I was glad I went to bed and uh, woke up this morning. But I was really kind of, I was thinking one way or the other, surely there'll be a pretty clear you know, indication mm-hmm. by morning. And when I didn't get that this morning, I was kind of disappointed because <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I have to carry this like stress around with me all day. Yeah. But yeah. How about you? Um, well, I would say the same. I do. I'm a, lo- I'm an NPR lover. I love Ira Glass. He's my hero. Um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could be the one of the only people my age that say they listen to NPR, but I do. Um, for that reason that I see a lot of things where they're pretty, um, neutral as neutrally as you can get obviously in this political climate especially this election mm-hmm. um reading that and then reading usa today they're another one um that's like a little bit more in the middle um just trying to read uh what i hope are um you know uh neutral information where i can just get the facts instead of all these like opinions around it but yeah i was the same i my roommates and i were constantly like refreshing refreshing the um electoral votes um and the map that uh is put out there um, by the associated press um but at a certain point we were all just like well i don't know like we and so we went to bed um and then i woke up around like seven fifteen this morning and like just stared at the ceiling for about 10 minutes being like don't look at your phone megan like you don't know you know mm-hmm. thinking that like you said, that there was going to be a clear answer either way. And then I look and it's like, there's nothing like, and it's, it's still going on. So not that that's uh, 
anything out of the ordinary, obviously. It takes yeah. a long time. There's a lot of people in this country. And you know, that's the thing is I had been reading <laughs> stuff and I was totally like prepared for it. And I've been sitting in on some groups that have been, uh, you know, talking about what we may need to do in response to or if this happens or if that happens. And so I was like prepared intellectually for the idea that we weren't going to know uh, the night of or mm-hmm. the day after. But I was still thinking, surely there'll be like a, you a know, a stronger yes. indication one way or the other. And when that didn't come through, I was like, oh boy. So um, that that was the interesting piece for me. But yeah. you know, and of course, you know, votes are still being counted. And it's going to have to happen. This is what democracy does. It yeah. takes its time. It gets it right, at least when it's done the way yeah, it should be. Right? Correctly. Yeah. So. And I think people are forgetting that we are in the midst of a pandemic, so there are more mail-in ballots than there would be any other year, um, which I think is good. You know, reducing the spread by uh, voting absentee. Um, uh, so. I think I, I am really excited mind. to find out what the total total voter turnout. Yeah, will be, I it's am too. Be, yeah, yeah. I, agree. I mean, they're talking the probably the highest turnout in a century or more. So wow. that's that's remarkable. Yeah. You know? So I I will say too. Um, just before we started recording here this afternoon for this podcast, I, we did a little. Uh, a a student had approached us. Actually, the uh, uh, president of the College Democrats had approached mm-hmm. us about doing some sort of kind of unifying rally or prayer or something like that. And so Dr. Coomber, who we've had on the show before, um, and I met with uh, uh, with her, uh, with Laura Malloy from the College Democrats, and then we brought in the College Republicans, brought in a Black Student Union, Ambrosians for Peace and Justice, and Ambrosian Women for Social Justice. And so that group, and, and then we also invited a representative of, of uh, the uh, Muslim community of the Quad Cities, and uh, uh, and then also a representative of the Jewish community of the Quad Cities to offer a, a prayer portion of that as well. And it was just, you know, not even a half an hour, it's probably 20 minutes, 25 minutes that we did this little prayer service, safely distanced from each other, wearing masks outside on the lawn in front of the wellness center. And um, I don't know if I was just relieved that we, we got through it because I had been involved in the planning of it, but I think I actually felt more at peace after it. Mm, I was like, "Awesome, oh, it worked. The prayer worked. It was a prayer <laughs> vigil for unity and peace, recognizing we don't know the results yet, but we you know, want to come together. And we had some um, readings that I selected from one from Abraham Lincoln, a Republican, from yeah. his second inaugural address, an oft-quoted uh, section of that where he talks about binding the wounds of the nation. Um, and then we had a reading from uh, Mary Church Terrell, who was a, uh, a black woman suffragist and also uh, the first president of the National Association of uh, Colored Women. And she talked about the strength of the union of the states in the United States. And then we had a reading from, uh, let's see who was after that. Then we had a reading from Dorothy Day. Um, and that was yeah. read by someone from Ambrosians for Peace and Justice. Then we had a reading from Dr. Martin Luther King from the I Have a Dream speech, but a section of it that almost never gets quoted where he was right. really talking about the importance of, of you know, coming together and doing this peacefully and meeting uh, physical force with soul force. Um, and then we had a, uh, a quote from that was actually the last lines of a speech that was written but never delivered by uh, President John F. Kennedy from that was to have been delivered November 22nd, 1963, um, where he was really calling again for unity in the country. And so you had a Republican, you had a Democrat, you had a, you had a Catholic voice thrown in there, you had Martin Luther King, and, and hearing all of those Americans' voices, right, mm-hmm. talking about the need for unity and peace, I think, like I say, it worked. I felt better after the prayer service and before I had to walk over here. So, awesome! Yeah, I'm glad. 
I'm glad uh, Laura was able to help initiate that. Yeah. I think I think that's so needed, especially right now. Um, I mean, in the midst of a pandemic, there's a lot of uncertainty. But right now, literally a lot of uncertainty. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And I think, awesome. you know, as Ambrosians, as uh, a campus community, don't we want to kind of model what we would hope to see outside of mm-hmm. the university? And yeah. so I think when we can do that, I think that's always a good thing to try to do. So. It was good. I'm glad we did it. Um, it didn't like take away all my nerves or questions. I still went back to my computer in my office yep. and like mm-hmm. checked the Associated Press uh, website real quick to yes. see where things were at. And I will say this: one thing that this election and prior elections, but maybe more this one than others um, that I recall, has made me do um, on like a level of faith is I have I've just had so many conversations with people on both sides who's like. It's almost like their their being, their life, the world and everything in it, the history and the future of humanity all rests on this. <laughs> and I think that's just not true, first of all. Mm-hmm. And also, it's unnecessarily stressful. And then I think, wait a second, as people of faith, if that's where your faith is, like on who wins this election, where's, where's God in that, yeah. right? You know? Um and so I've had to challenge myself too a little bit. Like, yeah, my, my you know, and I preached on this a couple of weeks ago. You know, my, my faith is in God, not mm-hmm. in a particular person or a particular party or a particular platform or a particular outcome, you know. And if I've wrapped so much of myself into which way this falls that I would be so utterly devastated as to not go forward beyond this, then I got a problem, you yeah. know. So. It's it's been good to kind of put things in perspective yeah. again for me. But. I do think there's a lot of like I mean I've seen I mean even today just a lot of unnecessary fear mongering that's been yeah. happening, and just I mean how do you know like how do you know this is they're saying these scenarios that are like oh this could happen it's like well how do you know do you have a time machine yeah. like it's just very unnecessary especially since the polls are closed yeah. um, it's not like they can I was know. very grateful to hear. All day yesterday during election day itself, I was just like half dreading hearing that news story about something ugly happening at a polling place somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't even want to mention that to anybody. Like I didn't want to even say to somebody, hey, I haven't heard of any unrest or any, you know, uh, big doings at a polling place yet or anything like that because I didn't want to jinx it, which I know is superstitious and we're not supposed to be superstitious as Catholics, but I didn't want to do that, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, I was very grateful to to get through that. And I talked to some other people today that were kind of feeling the same thing, like just kind of quietly praying throughout the day, God, let it be peaceful. Yeah. Um, and it was. So that was good. And so far today, even though there's this, you know, un- unknowing, okay, it's peaceful. This is good. Um we hope it goes forward. Yeah, so. that's interesting that uh, that you keep saying you're like, oh, I talked to people today. I've talked to literally four people today, <laughs> which is so interesting. I feel like, and I feel like I I don't know if I should. I, I was working on my um, my capstone all day, so that was a lot of it. I was literally just in my dorm since I woke up. Yeah. Um, but it's it's I've also I feel like I've been avoiding people just because I'm like so just mentally like drained. That maybe I don't want to necessarily, I and maybe that's wanna, that's yeah. that, that's a privilege that I can take, um, uh, and maybe I shouldn't be doing that. But it's just so like last night I was just like, oh, oh my I gosh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I told my roommates I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone tomorrow. <laughs> I just 
I feel like I can't have a night, like a, a, a conversation that would be meaningful. You know, yeah. I'd just be spouting words that I think, um, could be meaningful if rearranged in a way that, so I hear you keeping myself, keeping to myself today. And there are, there are certain people I probably won't reach out to today mm, <laughs> because same. I know yes, they I, will yep. suck me in. <laughs> yep. And I don't want to have that conversation. And today. some people like I I feel like I'm one that I can have conversations with people um and and still, you know, be friends with them, but some people that I know I'm like I can't talk I don't think we could talk. Mm-hmm. I really don't think we could talk about this. And, you know, that's, you know, something people have to deal with. But especially today, woof, I don't know. (laughs) Well, one thing I was thinking about, too, with this, especially knowing, as we know now, that uh, whichever way this shakes out, which we're still waiting to hear, right, Mm -hmm. um, we know it's close, you know. Mm -hmm. And that that is, on the one hand, people would, on the negative side, you could say, see, that shows just how divided we are as as a country. And, and so that, that it's this close. But on the other hand, I'd almost rather have a close election than landslides one way or the other every year, right? You know? Mm-hmm. And part of the reason for that is when you know that almost half of the population <laughs> didn't vote for you and you're the person going into office, you have to recognize um, there's a lot of Americans out there that don't see eye to eye with me, and I'm going to have to figure out how to govern with them and for them mm-hmm. as well. Interesting. Because yeah. um, I've been thinking a lot about this leading up to the election. There's this kind of subtle mentality that kind of sneaks in on all of us, whichever, wherever we are on the political spectrum, that thinks that somehow magically once the election is decided, that other side will just like vanish into thin air. Mm-hmm. No, they won't. They'll still be your neighbor. They'll still be your friend. They'll still be your family member. They'll still be that uncle that shoots his mouth off at Thanksgiving, oh. you know, they'll, they'll, everyone's there still. Yeah. And we have to figure out post-election how to move forward, mm-hmm. not on a platform or a party's back, but as a country, you know. Right. And so when it's close like this, at the very least, it, it kind of thrusts that in front of the winning side. And they have to remember, there's still a whole lot of people that didn't vote for me. And mm-hmm. so how am I going to listen to and engage and govern? Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that. So, right. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Um, when I was in school here as a history major, mm-hmm. as we've talked about. Good major. And I can't, yeah, so I, I was like, for, uh, for a while, I was like, I was a Teddy Roosevelt junkie. Oh, my goodness. I loved, I loved TR. He's um, crazy. He, there's He's... a lot not to like about him, I'm well, sure. But yeah. at the time, I liked him because... <laughs> He represented to me as a college student who is a history major, like, hey, maybe there is an option for like a legitimate third party candidate. He oh, probably, I mean, he ran, I think, as a Republican, then as a bull moose, bull. lost as a bull moose, if I remember. He did, yes. Yes. So, but I still thought, here's someone who was taken credibly on the political scene mm-hmm. that was, um, and, and he did kind of cut both ways against both parties at the time, as I recall, mm. with a lot of his trust busting and stuff like that, you know. Um, so, you know, again, there's plenty, there's plenty of people that would say uh, he was not a very good president or that he had plenty of skeletons in his closet, too, politically speaking or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the time, as a college student, I thought, 
you know, why can't we have a, a new Teddy Roosevelt? And, you know, third party. That yeah. would come. And of course, I remember H. Ross Perot, um, who mm-hmm. didn't go very far, but like there were there were little attempts at different points, you know, in recent elections, um, or Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, you know, what I'm thinking. <laughs> or from, even, I mean, you can think about Kanye West um, this year coming out and saying he's running for who president. Who did shockingly poorly in uh, the, uh, in the polls he, that I've seen. I so saw, far. I got a notification. One of the many notifications on my phone that I wish wouldn't come to my phone while I'm trying to finish something uh, for school, um, saying that Kanye West has conceded the presidential election, and I'm like, oh, oh goodness, wow, uh, yeah, <laughs> and said he's running in 2024, which I mean, probably will be true, but all the best. It's just very, just <laughs> I mean, I really can't. I don't know. Yeah. When I saw his name on the ballot, I was like, wow. I mean, I mean, similar to, you know, Donald Trump being a reality, you know, TV, having a reality television show kind of coming from that era, though, thinking that um, oh, Ronald Reagan was also an actor, too. Not the first time yeah. that we've had someone from that side of the, yeah. um, you know, he didn't go right into from acting into, right, uh, into right. the presidency. But yeah, having some, that background yes. is just it's very interesting, you know, yeah. Um, but I, my point is, we've not really had a, a any sort of like viable third party mm, candidate yeah. for a very long time, if ever, really. I don't know. And and if they did run, they'd have to be so massively popular on both sides and garner enough from both sides to actually win the thing, or they would always be seen as a spoiler, you know, right? Um, as the person who stole the vote from one or the other major parties. So yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. We have a very interesting history and political system and all of that. But again, and it's, I won't, you know what I won't miss? I won't miss the unsolicited texts um, Mm, and uh, voicemails and calls uh, trying to get me to vote for whichever candidate. I'm not sure what to do. I have a newfound skill now. Um, I can now recite a Teresa Greenfield ad that has kept like popping up <laughs> on my YouTube. Um, I like to recite it for my roommates because they think it's hilarious. Um, so I'm not sure what to do with that skill in particular. Um, it's probably going to be, it probably is already, it is irrelevant. Already. <laughs> it is already irrelevant. It's so, yeah. Um, um, but if anyone out there listening wants to contact me, I will do it for you. There you go. Um, if you miss it, like in a couple of weeks, miss, like, yeah. you can just, you know, have, a service where Megan calls you yeah. and leaves you the robocall. Yeah. And if, I mean, I'm not as good with the Joni Ernst ads, but the Teresa Greenfield, I got a handle on. So there you go. Um, let me know. There you go. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, gosh, what else is going on? Um, <laughs> what else? What else? I mean, this is the big thing, it's certainly. Fun- but- no, really quick. It's funny. Um, I went to the chiropractor this morning and he was like, wow, you're like really tense. Like, you're really like... Um, <laughs> really tense. And I was like, oh, I don't know why I would be tense today. Or, you know, since March, I've just been slowly like relaxing a little bit, but now that's been thrown I have never been week. to a chiropractor what? in my life. Never, not once. Oh my gosh. I've been going since, a- wow, this conversation's really taking a turn. Yeah, um, well, that's but right. <laughs> I've, I went when I was really little because um, me and my sister had like chronic ear infections and they they told my parents you know before we um do anything you know uh met like with doctors and well i shouldn't say with doctor but it's like 
you know. Yeah, I understand. Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, you should try to go to a chiropractor. Um, and we went and we got adjusted a couple times and then we never had another one. So um, we've been, we didn't go And so for the a while. skeptic in me is like, how does that fix an ear infection? Right, it's so <laughs> cool. Okay, I think you should, you should definitely go to a chiropractor. Well, um, I also probably have not really had much need that I've noticed or I've not felt like something's wrong. And, you know, I've been pretty healthy or... When I have had some issue like a few years, several years ago now, I literally moved a chair that was not that heavy, but mm-hmm. I just picked it up in the wrong way. Yeah. And my back was excruciatingly, you know, mm-hmm. painful the next day. And so I thought, oh man, I really roiled something up here. And so they, but then it, you know, I, I went and saw my regular doctor and got some like muscle relaxants or whatever, and it took care of it. So I never went to the, never tried the chiropractor even yeah. when I had that happen. Um, and I, it's not that I have a, fear of or an absolute distrust of in fact i know um uh, at least a couple of of chiropractors that i would trust and and who know me and from the church community that i'm involved with you know so i would maybe give it a shot but it's just never something you done should. especially now that you're an athlete so i'm not um, an athlete yes you are yes you are am, you're an athlete um, i am not an athlete so just, i'm a duffer nope, you're an athlete um so i go to palmer um, and I do, um, like the student program. So like they have okay. a student there and then a doctor that's observing. Um, but he's, um, my, so if the student really messes up, right. Which I trust, uh, <laughs> I trust the guy that I go to. He's pretty far along in the program. Obviously you have to be, to be able to do that. Yes. Um, and Palmer's a great institution. My aunt is a chiropractor. She went there. Uh-huh. Um, so but sadly I don't get the discount. I don't get the family mm-hmm. discount cause I'm not immediate family, whatever. But, um, so I've been going there for a couple weeks. I do have a chiropractor back home, but I've been going while I'm here and I love it. And I walk out of there every Wednesday at about 10 o'clock and I just feel like a new person. <laughs> hmm. So you should try it. It's so well, good. I went today. That was very helpful. Because well, here's I, the other. I think one of the reasons I've resisted is precisely the thing you mentioned that you go, you go every week. Mm, yeah. Every, see, I like, uh, but, but I don't you want don't, that kind of commitment. You don't have to go every week. <laughs> Okay. You, I mean, my uh, cl- my roommate Claire goes every other week. I still and don't want then, that kind of commitment. Even then, my mom probably goes. <laughs> I mean, I get my hair cut every four to six weeks. That's what I'm talking about. I, mean, I give blood every every time I I went and gave blood this morning, so I'm due again in January. Um, that's about the kind of commitment I. I, I mean, yeah, commit. you could do that. My mom probably goes maybe twice a month. Okay. It's overall general health. Okay. I think you should try it. I go to confession about every few weeks. There you go. So, I was going to say, think of something you do every other week. <laughs> yeah, I'd be about in that ballpark probably. And so. it takes, I mean, when I go, it takes maybe a half hour. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Right. I mean, kind of the reason that I wanted to start running was I wanted to exercise. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to buy any equipment. I didn't really want to have to go to the gym. And I wanted it to be done in about a half an hour. There you go. So instead um, of, that could be an incentive. Like, Today, um, we have an off day, so I, I mean, I don't wrap my chiropractor appointments around off days because mm-hmm. we get one every 21, 21 days, but um, yeah, I had an off day, and then like I, it was a good like recovery tool that I went to the chiropractor today, so just a little, as you start running more, you know, we'll see. those I don't injuries, know you got to prevent more. them, prevent the injuries. I'm going to run at the same level that I'm running right now, I think. I might get faster, but I'm right. probably not going to run more. As you get faster, you got to prevent the injuries, Father Tom. I am worried about like 
one of these days my knee's telling me, nope, you're done running. They can help so. with they can help with knee pain. I suppose they could. Uh, this is a, a com- sponsored by Chiropractors of America. I had no idea we would be talking about <laughs> I this know, when me we started neither. the podcast today. Me so, neither. It's kind of refreshing. Um, just for something completely different, as Monty Python would say, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about we're in the month of November now. Mm-hmm. It is November 4th. And this is a special month in because kind of Catholic observance. Because it's my birthday month. It's your birthday month? It is. Yeah. I know it's, that's not what you're going to say. I wanted well, to happy me. birthday early-ish. We're 20th. Okay, the coming 20th. up. Not far away at all. Yep, it's it's only my birthday. Totally not my sister's birthday also. Wait, wait so. you're a twin. Nope. She, nope. Were you born like one at midnight? Okay, it's also her at- birthday, okay? Aha! I was born at 7.31. She was born at 7.30. I thought there was going to be some cool story, like she was born at 11.58. No, people ask me. And then you were born the next day. People ask us that all the time. And I'm like, I don't know what to say because that's not the case. So I can't give So she older or you older? Hannah is older than me by a minute. But we had a C-section, so it doesn't really count. Okay. (laughs) That's what I... I had this conversation with her last night. It doesn't count. I also don't think being a minute older really makes you older. Thank you. But. Hannah, are you listening? <laughs> Did you hear that? That was from a priest. You got to listen to him. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, it reminds me when I was a kid because I have this huge family. And so my oldest sister started her family at the normal time, I suppose you would. But, you know, in a big family, I'm the youngest of 11. That meant that my oldest nephew was not that much younger mm-hmm. than me. So my oldest nephew is eight months younger than I am. Oh, and so when we were growing up, and we grew up in the same hometown, went to the same school, you know, I was in first grade, and he was in kindergarten, and he would refer to me as Uncle Tom. That's like, amazing. And he had this idea that somehow I had this magic authority that came from being That's an uncle. Amazing. I had the title, uncle. So That's I must be like amazing. full of wisdom, right? Meanwhile, I'm doing every stupid thing a first grader normally does, you know, mm-hmm. and he's imitating me because he thinks, well, Uncle Tom's doing it, and he's an uncle, so... I should be able to do this. And so I got my nephews and nieces a little bit in trouble sometimes when I was younger because they they assumed that because I was uh, an uncle that I had some magic authority. Same same way as like being a minute older yeah, doesn't probably... Yeah, she looks to milk that. She used to be taller than me. She lords it over you. She used to be taller than me. And mm. those were two things that she would milk. And now I'm, I'm taller than her. But I mean, I can't change the... The age thing. You're still but, her baby sister. Yeah, I'm still. She calls me like she'll sometimes be like, "Oh, little Meg, little Meg," and I'm like, "That's endearing." You're annoying. No, oh. it's demeaning. I think. Um, demeaning, endearing. Yeah, whatever. What's the diff? I love you, Hannah, but geez, Louise, oh, please man. stop. Uh, okay, so aside from being a anyway. birthday month, which anyway. is really cool, it is, and of course, election and all that kind of stuff, it is also a month in the Catholic tradition, at least, that we kind of remember to pray for our beloved dead, pray for those who have died. So mm-hmm. like tonight, I know for campus ministry, we're going to do a, a celebration of Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, with, uh, we'll have Mass in Spanish, we'll have... Um, it's my favorite uh, time. Yeah, so it's and it's we have cards out for people to write down their deceased loved ones' names, and we mm-hmm. pray for them throughout this month. So it's kind of a it's kind of a neat thing to do in a beautiful tradition. So yeah, yeah. It was also All Saints Day. Yes, and so, I wanted to yeah. ask what uh, who is your confirmation saint? My confirmation saint. And um, how did you pick it? Yeah, good question. I. So I took John, and specifically okay. I had in mind John the Baptist. Mm. And the reason for that was uh, my dad's name is John. His dad, my grandfather's name was John. 
My brother-in-law, who's my oldest sister's husband, and my godfather's name is John. His father, who was kind of like a surrogate grandfather for me, uh, his name is John. So there were a lot of important Johns in my life that I wanted to kind of commemorate in that way. And also, I just loved reading in the Gospels about John the Baptist, and, and I loved that line where he talked about, you know, um, you know, he must increase, I must decrease, and uh, about Jesus, his cousin, right, you know, and where he says, I, there's one coming after me whose sandal I'm not even worthy to untie, you know. So I, I, was, I was kind of s- stricken by his humility and, and that kind of thing. So I took, I took John the Baptist. I was confirmed mm-hmm. as a sophomore in high school, which is oh, when our wow. parish did. So I was pretty... <laughs> A lot of places do it like eighth grade now. but Yeah, I was in eighth grade when I There are still some that do it in high school, but I was a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. when I was confirmed. So, yeah, so I took, I took John, uh, as in John the Baptist. How I about like you? Um, well, I got confirmed in eighth grade, which I feel like it was too young. Um, I didn't really fully understand uh, what I was doing when I picked out my saint. Um, it's a little embarrassing uh, why I picked my saint, but I picked... Um, St. Therese, uh, The Little Flower. Nice. Um, Good choice. Which is a great choice. I loved, I remember reading her uh, a book about her. I loved her story. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say one of the main reasons um, that I picked her was because I was, I was tiny. I was short. Mm-hmm. And she is called The Little Flower. Ah. So that's, that's what, in my mind, I was like, oh, like we are the same. We are huh. both tiny. Um, which is not what you, that meant no. at all. Yeah. Um, so if I could go back, I would probably change it. Um, <laughs> I wish I could go back. And, I can't do um, a do-over. And you grew up. Yeah, right. And I got, <laughs> and I literally that next year, I got, I had a huge growth spurt. So it was irrelevant. Um, but my, I, uh, my niece just sent me a picture of my, of my great nephew um, and how much he shot up just like in the last six months. And I just, I mean, she showed me the markings on the wall. She yeah. sent a picture of the markings on the wall. I'm like, what are you feeding that kid? And how come my parents didn't give me any? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you had a year like that where you just I like, did. Pfft. And now, and I remember thinking, wow, that's, my saint's pretty irrelevant now. So, I mean, in the criteria that you, I picked. I have a thing with the saints. I think sometimes they pick you. That's, all right. I like so, that. Though I still. Uh, so I, I think St. Therese picked you. And I, it's a great patron. Yeah. I still, I, I love her story. Like I said, that that was also went into it. But I mean, I remember the one of the main reasons was me being short. And I'm like, now I look back, I'm like, Megan, you're an idiot. So this is a cool little coincidence, too. I've been reading um, a biography of uh, Francis of Assisi. And I've mm. always been kind of drawn to Francis That's of Assisi. My sister's saint. Yeah. And um, I'm actually in the process now. I'm an, an inquirer with the local um, secular Franciscan fraternity. So this is a group of uh, mostly lay uh, men and women, some deacons, some permanent deacons. And uh, secular or diocesan priests may also join, mm-hmm. um, and there's a there's a long history of the secular Franciscans, and many uh, they have many famous people in their roles over the t- you know the history of the of of that. Um, these so these a secular Franciscan basically being someone who lives in the midst of the world but tries to live these Franciscan ideals, right? You know, so I've been inquiring into that. I'm not yet a member, but I'm I'm exploring that. And come to find out, because Francis, I knew his name was not actually Francis because that was like a nickname that had been given to him by his father because his father traveled a lot to France and and, um, Francis always liked things French and saying in French and all this kind of stuff. And so it would have been the equivalent, the medieval, you know, it would be the equivalent today of calling him like Frenchie. It'd be um, like, oh, Frenchie, my son Frenchie, you know. Oh, my gosh. But his actual baptismal name, as I came to find out in reading this, John the Baptist. No way. Francis Crazy. of Assisi's baptismal name was John the Baptist. Wow. 
That's cool. So, that is cool. So when I learned that, I'm like, ah, I'll have to tell my sister. I that. like this even better. So that's her confirmation sign. My sister. Yeah. It's a good and one. my grandma. It's a good one. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we've gone all over the place from election jitters to chiropractors, um, chiropractors to um, <laughs> I can't praying for the that. dead to our confirmation saints. So it is a smorgasbord of wow. Good word choice good things to talk about today on the podcast so or just reflective of the general chaos that we're experiencing right now mm-hmm. so yeah okay <laughs> the end all right meg uh bring us home as you always do all right everyone remember just to take care of themselves do some self-care um future megan if you're listening to this just go to bed all right it's fine you're okay um, you, you never listen to these afterwards <laughs> i know but i might listen to the end because i might need a reminder okay um uh, father tom go to bed future father tom you can I listen will. to that too i will um all right may the faith be with you and with your spirit have a good week everyone have a good week stay safe